Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, sugar bushes? Welcome to another lovely episode of Snacks Packs. Um, so we chose a day where me and Goose sat down and started fucking with the audio on his end, and we figured out that the board was... It's because we were Bluetoothing to the board, not yeah. connecting directly. So his mic sounds infinitely better, as you can tell. Uh not Mac. Laptop to oh, use yeah. as well. Yeah, we we try to put connected to my Mac laptop and it was not good at all. Um, lots of crackling. So apparently, Roadcaster does not like Macs, even though they advertise that you can connect to a Mac with no problems. Even though I, this podcasting board was a good investment, I will say that. Um, it do, yeah, that I, is kind of a weird yeah. flaw, but also. Apple devices kind of like that. Yeah, true, true. So, I mean, if you hear some background noise, it is what it is. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Um, we'll get... It, it's our second episode, so get off our back. Um, I'm currently yeah. sitting in a room it's with... Only, it's only our 84th episode. Yeah, <laughs> but our second episode, doing, doing, a, doing it across the country from each other. Yeah, it's going to take some tuning. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to try Riverside. We should try that out. It's like made for recording podcasts, and they have a free thing that we could try out. Okay, I mean, we can Monday tomorrow. We can like give it a give it a yeah, little, that's a good give idea. It a shot. Play with it then. Um, and then I've got Streamlabs just recording my screen. So if we want to turn like promos in, turn make promos, then we can do that now. Um, because we're notoriously bad at doing that. Um, I was literally about to say something, and then. What was I going to say to you? I oh, for for the life of me cannot remember. Was it about Twilight? Is that one? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I wish, dude. I wish I had more good Twilight deets. Um, You're I, no more content. Yeah, yeah. I have, I've I expelled all my Twilight content in the last uh, the last episode. Um, I also figure out that Warchief is like worth thousands of dollars. Why? She's a Why? she's a hype. She's a like a what is she called? She's like a a point link Siamese cat. I might be over exaggerating, but she's worth like a decent amount of money. Um, really? Yeah. Point. What are they called? They're called Lynx Point this- Siamese cat. Yeah. Lynx Point Siamese cats. Which are they? Shit. Price. No, I thought cats were just you know cats. Uh, like two to four hundred dollars, but uh, still, I wouldn't pay two hundred to four hundred dollars for a cat. If I'm being honest with no. you, yeah, fuck. There's no. cats all over the place. Yeah, toothless. You're not really probably worth much. You're just a generic black cat. Um, I'm sorry. Toothless is probably um, actually don't people adopt black cats less? Yeah, they do. That's yeah, black cats, because yeah. they say they're bad luck, but they're all fucking yeah. stupid. They're all dumb. Uh, I mean, you believe. In ghosts and demons, why does a black cat not vibe completely with all that? I didn't say. I mean, it it fits the the stuff, but I don't think black cats are unlucky. Um, no, I think they're a misinterpreted living creature. Is what I think they are. What about uh, going under ladders? Do you think that means anything? 
Not necessarily. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit stitious. I don't like actively seek to go out under ladders, but like just a little stitious. (laughs) Uh, But I, I mean, I don't actively go out of my way to go under ladders. But I, I don't know. Some of that stuff, I don't really. I always thought about that too in my beliefs. I'm like, I'm like, I, I pride myself in being a very science believing person but i also believe in like ghosts and demons and shit like that yeah you have that whole table yeah and i think i think a lot of it is like i i believe in it not because of scientific evidence that say these things exist i believe in it of due to my own personal encounters um which you know very well could be just like very easily explainable shit that i just don't know about um, which yeah. is perfectly fine, but I don't, you know, I, I've tried, and I'm a very reasonable person. Like, when I worked at the school I worked at that was super haunted, I was, anytime something happened, I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's a ghost. I was like, all right, let's go see if, like, there's a door yeah. that's not shut or, like, something happened, like, whatever. And every time I did, I could never find an explanation for it, so I just fucking was like, all right, you know, maybe it's a ghost, you know. It's got to like, be ghosts. Yeah, it's, it, it, there's literally no other thing it could be, dog. Um, oh, hey, so I found this, like, uh, I found this, like, AI, um, this AI. Dolly thing? Do what? Thing that makes pictures? Yes, but it's, like, let me send you some of the ones I made with it. Should I got to do it off my phone? Hold on. Um, some of the ones I made with it, it's called Mid Journey. Um, it's called Mid Journey. Yeah, that tattoo looks terrible. It's so funny. It's so bad. <laughs> it's uh, I cannot believe they looked at the... They were like, the, this is like, good. Like, I, I understand what they're trying to do, but... I'm like when it's when it's the person who's looking at your uh, tattoo isn't wearing 3D glasses, which is yeah. like all the time, all the time, um, uh, pretty much a hundred percent of the time. Uh, it's gonna look like someone scribbled all over your and arm even, in different colors. Even in the blue light, you can still see like yes. the red part of the tattoo. And I just, the red tattoo i'm like yeah. did that person did you just describe what anakin looked like to him did you not yeah. show him a reference <laughs> picture reference or anything picture, yeah i'm not uh i you know i have a, i have some tattoos that are proper shit so i can't really talk a whole lot but still you know it's not i, I know i know a not decent tattoo Once you get enough one. yeah sometimes one doesn't turn out yeah do you, you see know? those pictures sometimes. i just sent you uh yes wait what are these these are ai these are photos i generate oh. with an ai Oh yeah! What'd you type in? They're cool. So I oh my god! So it's called Mid Journey. You can go to their website and join their Discord server. And yeah, I know. What? <laughs> so you Why? do it in their Discord server. So basically, oh. um, so you go to their Discord server and then you'll scroll down until you'll see newcomer rooms and you go to newbies. Dash twenty six, so it's a paid subscription, but you get the first twenty five like generations of images free, and it generates four images per what you ask for. So, I I haven't seen how m- I might buy the actual subscription just to like do because I want to do a piece of like doing AI generated visualizations of you know mental disorders like depression, anxiety, and stuff uh-huh. like that. Like those pictures I showed you are from like me doing like PTSD, depression, and anxiety. Um, uh, okay. So what you'll do is you go to these newbies chat and you go into the you start chatting and you type in forward slash 
uh, imagine, and then you click the little prompt that shows up, and then you just type things in, what you want to see. So you can type in, you know, like, 4K, like, post-apocalyptic, dystopian, blah, 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 and it will generate images. And, and you can pay extra to have it done in your DMs because what you generate is shown up in this newbies chat, and, like, people, you, like, you can see everything that people are generating. Um, but when you get a... When you get a generated, generated oh. whatever, uh, it allows you to upscale one of the four images. Like you can upscale them all if you want, so you can save them and have that state that just that standalone image and not all four. And you can click through four different variations of what it's generated. So like if you don't like the first variation, like uh, you can click variation three and it'll show you a different variation of that image it generated. Um, it's pretty fucking cool to be honest with you. It's cool. So this thing makes me so confused because I'm like, if someone used this and made a gallery, are they the artist? So I, so this is what I, this is how I stumbled upon it because there was somebody on my Facebook that was posting images of what they've generated and like titling them and all this and i was like what the fuck is this and so i went i was like there's no way this person is creating this yeah, art yeah. like i i've yeah. never seen them post any art ever since we've been friends and now all of a sudden they're creating these masterpieces like it could Tons, happen it yeah. could happen but the 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 uh the likelihood is slim so i went and looked at their profile and they were talking about like oh i use mid journey for this blah 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 and they they've generated some cool images but they they were talking about oh like i'm starting my, you know my shop will be up soon i'll have prints available blah 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 and i'm like and my Dude. my issue with it is is i'm like i don't know if that makes you the artist because what the ai is doing is generating images based off what it's found on the internet so yeah, it's it's not exactly. just creating these out of thin air. It's using reference photos, and that's what it's using. So it's basically, like, would you a be plagiarizing? plagiarizing yeah, exactly. So I don't know how that works. I have no clue how that works. I was curious about it myself, um, but I, that's a, that person on your Facebook is about to uh, foray into some very new legal legal rounds. waters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm gonna sell and profit off of these images. Uh, that I put on T-shirts, I'm like, I and, don't, and that's and that's no. why exactly that's what I was confused about. Cause I was like, does that like is is the image so different that it is your own image now, or is it like strictly just you know I don't know I don't know how that works. I mean AI so no. new that it's like I can't imagine. And, and think about this being extrapolated into music. Like yeah. soon we're gonna just have artists who are completely AI generated, open sourced. Artists, you know, and they're like, who's gonna, who owns them? Who makes the money? They so fucking Vocaloids 2.0 are yeah, AI really? generated images copyrighted. Are AI generated images copyrighted? The United States Copyright Office found that Thaler's AI created image didn't include an element of human authorship, a necessary standard it said for protection. Mm. The ruling determined that only humans can copyright images in the United States, and that AI created images can't be copyrighted. Oh, oh shit! Okay. Really? Okay. So you can just sell them. Yeah, you can just sell them. That seems kind of weird and shitty. That's a little bit. yeah. That seems like that. Because you I, could, I'm sure it would like at some point essentially rip off an uh you know an active artist. Yeah, that's what exactly exactly. Because like I don't, I sometimes I don't understand. Like people don't get that like. AI generated stuff isn't just a computer going. I'm painting this 
whatever. It, That's exactly what they think it is. It's reference photos from the internet that they found that match your description that you wanted. So, I mean, at what point do you take? I don't fucking know. This, I'm, like, really gonna... curious. This dude's creating the images that this person on my Facebook has created are pretty fucking sick, though. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know how. Send me one. Yeah, hold Send on. Me. Let me. Let me Let's go. steal them and put them on our Instagram. Dude, he doesn't yeah. own them. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't own them. <laughs> oh, man. And I, that is so funny. <laughs> like, like AI-generated images can't be copyrighted, bro. So, like, um... <laughs> We'll, be like, we'll just we'll sell our own T-shirts with those. Dude, on I bet we would sell more T-shirts. <laughs> I bet we could sell more T-shirts than him. See, and you know, ignoring the legal aspects of it, to me, the whole thing is so lazy. I don't want to buy anything from them. I'm like, you're just so sitting that there was, typing something in. That was my. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That was my that was my take on it too. It was like I just like I can still consider it art, but I'm like, I mean, I don't really feel like buying it because it's yeah. I I I understand that you have to you have to craft the description that you made to get that image. You yeah did. yeah. But like, but that's it. That's like it. that bottom one that you sent me. I'm. It's like there's no way that someone hasn't painted almost yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. exactly. I just it sent just looks you, too distinctive. I just sent you some of the images he's generated on um, Discord. Yeah, those are sick. They look yeah, they're sick. cool. They're cool. Yeah, they're I'm cool gonna shit. steal them. They, yeah. are <laughs> they are my images now because uh, <laughs> you can't copyright them. Um, I made these. I give me. Let me go turn my AC on because I'm sweating my. My my took us off. Remind me when I upload this Thursday to cut this part out of me walking cut away. Cut this sweaty nuts part yeah, out. Gotcha. Just of me walking away, so there's not any dead air. Or who knows? Like we could do it raw, and it's like here's here's a a minute of dead air, bro. What I'm gonna send you this. I'm not gonna say their name on the podcast. Okay. But this person's profile, a person that we both know. They just posted that they've po- finished their 50th episode of their podcast. What? I didn't know they were doing... You said you on Discord? Uh, yeah, I sent it on Discord. What? Oh, I didn't know it was, they had a podcast. 50th? They're like 16, 20-minute episodes, I think. What the fuck, bro? 12, 11, yeah. So he does, like, wrestling. That tracks. Some movies, some UFC stuff. It's so wild. I'm gonna have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'll see how he is. Yeah. Like, what if know. he's good? Maybe we can have somebody yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we can fucking cross post. Uh, so how's yeah. settling into your new place? Uh, I mean, you know, one by one, we uh had to spend like three thousand dollars on yeah. our pets as soon as we got here, which kind of fucked up our furniture budget yeah so now we are buying our furniture in a piecemeal situation and nice. trying to fit in the shit that we have and see how we use it um we're making good progress though that's good that is good um, yeah we can live in it and, yeah. and have food and stuff it's which is cool we had this handyman who's supposed to come there was a bunch of stuff he needed to do like uh replace a little bit of carpet and fixed our sink, like replaced the sink. Yeah. And grout, grout the shower and some other stuff. Damn, that was when y'all fucking moved in. 
Do what? Did they not do that before y'all moved no. in? No. Dude, so uh, sidebar, sidebar. The, dude. I was uh, looking at apartments in Lawrence when I first like was looking for a place to live. And I looked at this place, call, I'll call them out by name, Spanish Crest Apartments, which are just notoriously <laughs> shitty. But I was like, all right, let's go, yeah. let's go check it out. And I went and did a viewing. And I walk into the bathroom, and there is a giant hole in the ceiling. And I'm like, <laughs> so I asked the guy. I was, cause it was, it was stupid cheap though. I was like, I was like, so if, <laughs> I yeah, I was like, if I move in, like before, you guys are gonna patch that hole up before I move in, right? And he was like, uh, well, you'll get the apartment as is, and then you can put in a maintenance request. And I was like, this would be me putting in a maintenance request right now. And also, in what fucking world do you live in where you're like, nah, the hole comes with the apartment, but we can fix it later? Like, I have no nowhere faith. in Kansas tenant laws is it yeah. saying you can't have a big yeah. hole in the so. <laughs> Eat my farts. Uh, yeah, they didn't do so. Our landlord's a nice enough lady, as a nice as a landlord, which is an inherently demonic. Yeah, a parasite be. on on society. Uh, society, absolutely. And uh, she's she's nice enough though, and but she's very hands off, which is what I prefer in yeah, a landlord. Yeah, same. But I don't think she's even fucking stepped foot in this place in in a couple of years. So really, we're like, we got here, we tell her about these problems. She's like, what? No way. I was like, you didn't look at it. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you see. haven't been here in a while. You have no bro. fucking idea. Uh, like for her to be surprised by the state of the shower or the sink, I'm like, you have you haven't even looked at them. You have no hands idea. off. Hands off is so good until it's not. Until it's like, yeah, like I yes. prefer like I want the healthy mix of hands off, but also know what the fuck's going on with your product. Hi, Reagan. She just smiled. Reagan, Brexton says hi. So, uh, like, one of the things I liked about my old job was that the company I worked for didn't exist in Kansas. They were based out of Oklahoma. So they never like you're not you were not allowed to have like beards, dyed hair or anything like that. And I was like, yeah, I I am. I don't care. And so the owner. So the (laughs) the VP of the company came down one time and I like came in with the mask on. It was like pre Rona Um, Uh or it was like during Rona. And he was like, he was like, man, he was like, listen, (laughs) unity, we podcast together. Um, he was like, well, I don't really, he's like, I don't care about beards. He was like, I'm the reason we're allowed to have goatees now because the owner was so adamantly against them, but I told him to chill out. Um, he was like, oh, she's Reagan has to show you our pink depression glass <laughs> vase that we bought today antiquing. Very nice. That's it. That's a good find. <laughs> he that's likes it. that's he a, good find. a good find. <laughs> anyway, you were saying um, in the middle of your sentence. He was there. like, yeah, I don't care about beards or whatever he was like if the owner comes you might you know you might have to shave so the owner did show up one time and i told my boss because my boss like granted you know i've complained to you about my old boss a lot about just like his managing yeah yeah. type uh but he's genuinely like a decent dude he's all right but he was like yeah the owner's coming so i don't know what you want to do and i was like tell that motherfucker i have a va appointment and so now, if he gets mad at nice. me for not being there, it'll seem like he hates me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, you took it up there, didn't you? Did you take it up there? I don't know. Now that Goose is no, at his house. You'll probably have to cut this part out, too. No, that's fine. When I Goose, don't know where it is, dude. When Go- <laughs> now that Goose is at know. his house podcasting, it's free reign for Reagan, his girlfriend, to just, to just talk to him constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm gonna. She said she doesn't want to be recorded in video, so I'm gonna get eight video cameras that just yeah. Every I already angle. got her. Don't worry. This is. I already got her. Good. She's um, she's been got. But any the handyman was supposed to come like three weeks ago, and then he's like, actually, I'm gonna be there in like two weeks. And we're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Fine. And then he was like, it was supposed to be a Sunday. He's like, okay, it's gotta be Wednesday now. And I'm like. Are you okay, that fucking man. busy, bro? That like okay. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, "I'll be there at three thirty on Wednesday," and it was like seven when he got there. Nice. And and then he didn't finish, obviously, because he's like, "I usually go to bed at nine. I was like, "Well, Jesus he got here two yeah. hours yeah. ago." Uh, and so then he came the next day, and apparently the landlord hadn't tell him told him all the things that he needed to fix. So he didn't fix them all, and he left. Nice, and I don't nice. know what he's coming back now. Dude, and that's I'm just great. Like, right. That's amazing. I got to be honest. Everything about your move sounds quite awful. I'm going to be it's real been, with you. Hands down, one of the worst experiences of my life. Yeah. See what happens when you leave all your friends and family. It's. I mean, yeah. it does suck. Yeah. It does suck. Don't do it. We're hope. I mean, you know, it's getting better, and we're figuring things out. And like, you know, we just had to clean it. It's yeah. Clean yeah. Now. Yeah. How are you going to make friends there? Huh? How are you going to make friends there? I I told Reagan I was planning on not making friends for nice. a while. That's the solid like, move. Yeah, That's the solid do, move. I need to settle in. Moving, moving to a new city. Moving to a new city is like, it's a little better since you have Reagan. But like when you move alone, I moved to like three different cities alone. And it's literally the worst because I'm just like. I don't, I'm going to sit in my apartment and don't know what to, and this was back before I started making content, so I didn't have, like, hundreds of thousands of internet friends to yeah. yell my problems yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's so true. I just would, like, sit in my, and this was back when I lived in Kansas City, too, where, like, my apartment was a shithole in, like, the roughest part of town, and it would get so cold that, like, my toilet water would freeze, because there was, like, no <laughs> oh. AC. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was bad. <laughs> um, and so I would have, I had, like, no furniture. I was also, like, super depressed. And then my parents came. Here's something shitty. My parents came to drop off my shit from the Army, like, all my apartment furniture. And they were going to be there to drop it off, and they had to leave. And I was working washing windows for H2O Window Company. Um, okay. Yeah, and I was texting my boss, and I was like, hey, my parents are in town. I have one. I have a fucking Qdoba left. Can I do it tomorrow? And he was yeah. like, he was like, no, you got to finish it today. So I finished the Qdoba, and when I, by the time I got to my apartment, my parents had already loaded in my shit and were leaving. And I was like, cool, fucking awesome. <laughs> I haven't seen my parents in forever, but this is great. So good to Why see you guys. Why didn't they hang out for you? Did, well, because I mean, it was already like ten or eleven o'clock at night. They had like they oh. had to drive back to Oklahoma. That's a four hour drive, yeah. and like I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna like guilt them and be like, okay. you got to stay okay. here and hang out with me. No, not at all. But like, it was just like a shitty. I like I think back at that time in my life, and I'm just like, like I what a shitty fucking like experience that was. Like why? No, I, I I I forgot that you had moved like that. Like I don't, I didn't really have a lot of friends in my situation and i was like who the fuck do i talk to about this yeah and then my only other friend in this situation is doing it at the same time yeah so no we didn't I, know dude, I fucking anything i've been I, i've been there like i when i got out of the army i ets out of the army i left el paso november 26th of i think 2016 and then um went to oklahoma for five days and then i was in uh in Kansas City, living with my buddy at the time, working like five days later after getting out of the army, 
And it was I I was the dumbest thing I could have done probably. Like my stepdad I mean, my stepdad was yeah. even like, You can come live at home if you want to go to school and stuff like that and like, you know, you can live at home, that's fine. And like living at like living it with my parents isn't is not like you gotta deal with some bullshit. Like you gotta deal with my stepdad waking you up and being like, well, Let's go get this done or like my mom just yelling at you for leaving a, a cabinet open. But like they don't care. Like when I go visit I come home at like three AM and I'm like, Oh, I was out with my friends. They don't care as long as, as long as I don't fuck sure. anything up. But uh uh, I should have done that, but then again, if I didn't, if I did do that, I probably would have never moved to Kansas City. I probably would have never moved to Lawrence. That's exactly, yeah. exactly. So and it's so easy to stay in the same place forever. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I kind of, I kind of was like, let's just launch us out of here, or else we never fucking will. Yeah, because yeah. like I want to buy a house, and if I buy a house in Kansas, I mean that's another that's five it. years. Yeah, at and least Lawrence in is Kansas. Lawrence is nice enough to where it's like you're not like. I mean, there's better places, but you're not living in like Kansas City or something where it's oh, like fuck yeah. this place. It's uh, kind of baby baby gloves. Yeah, you know what I mean, I like, agree. It's, I it's, agree. Uh, like living here now, I'm like, oh my god, Alan Lawrence had just like nothing in Softened it. Softened you up, baby. Yeah. Fucking no, I get that. Yeah, agreed. But like, I mean, I don't know. It sucks, and, like, I would just, like, go to bars. Like, I would go sit at a bar and have a drink, and, like, the only way... And that, this was back when I was, like, like 21. anyone want to be my friend? Yeah, and, well, what yeah, happened was are... I went to Dempsey's in Kansas City, and there was a guy there in a studded jacket, and I was like, I know we have something in common. So yeah. I had my studded jacket on. I went outside to smoke a cigarette, and he came out and talked to me, and I met him, and through him I met... I got, you know, started talking to people in the yeah. pub scene, and... I met this girl on Tinder, and we started dating, and she lived in Lawrence, and that's how I moved to Lawrence. Cause, oh, okay. Dude, because my landlord went MIA for three months. I was like, I was like, also, I was like okay. flat broke because I was working armed security at a Popeye's Chicken. I quit that window washing job because it sucked, and they fired my homie who was part of the family that owned it. And I was like, uh -huh. well, I have no job security here, so I should skedaddle. So I started yeah. a fucking I started a security company and then uh, worked armed security at a Popeye's Chicken and I was broke as fuck. I was making like eleven dollars an hour and uh, my landlord I would text him and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna be late on rent, but I start school in a month and I will pay you back whatever." Blah blah blah. Never any text back. So <clears throat> I was like, "All right, we're leaving." So I moved to Lawrence. I just packed all my shit up and left and let the keys on <laughs> left the keys on You're the like, counter. I doesn't give. Fuck. Well, because I talked to my, my across-the-street neighbor, and he was like, yeah, he's a fucking tweaker, bro. Like, he's always on one when he comes over here. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, and so I left the keys on the counter. There was a really cool old guy that lived across the hall from me. His name was Casper. Um, and uh, I had the keys to the basement of our building because my furnace was down there. And because I was on the first floor, and I was like, I put my apartment keys on the counter and I put the basement key in an envelope and slid it under Casper's door and was like, I'm leaving. Like, here's the basement key if you need to work on your furnace or whatever like that. Um, and nice. the, the the back door to my apartment, it had a bolt and a fucking doorknob lock. But it also had a large piece of 2x4 and two L-shaped brackets that you would slide the piece of 2x4 in to stop any kind of siege from happening uh, in your door. Uh, oh my very god! Very medieval, dude. Yeah, and then I fucking wow. yeah, fucking moved to Lawrence, man, and started working at the Granada, and then we met. Uh, and then your life started improving. Yeah, fucking. My plan was to I'm gonna go to the shooting range 
and uh, uh, maybe find like a femboy or someone who yeah. looks not like they would be at a shooting ring normally because they probably have more in common with me. Anybody with like a hat that's like curled, let's just stay away from them. Yeah. Uh, I needed. I just got one of my guns back. Uh, that I got this bad boy back. Nice, and nice. Yeah. They, they. So did I tell you what they did with this? No. Huh. So this thing was jamming constantly and it used to have these pinky extensions here so yeah like, yeah so, yeah and it was jamming constantly so i sent it to him three times i have to send it back three I times you me and, and eventually they call me back and they're like yeah it's not broken it just doesn't work with the finger rest magazines i was like well you sold me those that's what they're, they're yeah, for this gun. Yeah. You're describing a broken gun yeah. right now. And they're like, nah, we'll just swap the mags out. You don't need to use those. And I was like, okay. Okay, yeah, sure. Just give me my fucking fine. gun back. Fucking fine. So I'm going to go try this thing out and, you know, maybe keep an eye out for a friend. My other plan was to volunteer uh, in something local because, you know, maybe there's opportunities to socialize yeah. there and yeah, for do sure. something fun. And uh, maybe work i hate making work friends i almost never do it um yeah and but there's a guy with a cz usa sticker on his truck and i'm like okay i like guns yeah my buddy works at cz that's an end i mean the only the only issue with like making gun friends is like you have a oh i know a high high percentage of of them not being a good person no generally not yeah not a great guy I feel um, like uh, well, we've been recording for like 30 minutes. Uh, we've been recording for 29 minutes and 42 seconds. Wow. Pretty spot on. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of way too long to start our content. No, we're fine. No? no are, I don't we give should a probably start fuck. the content. Yeah, that's fine. Banter's great. Yeah. We're fine. I, I agree. People but, like but the banter. And I mean, and mine's just so fucking long. We're not, all, we're not all business around here. That's true. Um, do you want me to much go? Never business. Yeah, never business. You want me to go first since yours is long? Yeah. Okay. I can let my dog in. Give me one second. Let me let this little idiot in. Yeah, you're good. No worries. Dead air. This is dead air. This is me covering dead air so I don't have to edit it out because I don't like editing our podcast because it is a pain in the ass because I do it at 5 a.m. before I go to bed and sometimes I don't do it at all and then I forget to upload the podcast for a few hours and Goose is coming back. Here he is. Up, oh, sitting down. Sitting down. Sitting down. Your, your nails, they, they clack too loud. You gotta go. There he is. Get out of here. Hold on. His headphones aren't in. There they are. I just um, talked the entire time, so I don't have to edit that out. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was good. Um, so since you said yours is long, I'm gonna I kept mine relatively short. Uh, so I am going to be talking about the haunted house fires at six fire, not plural, uh, at Six Flags Great Adventure Park in Jackson Township, New Jersey. Um, um. So, on May 11th, a fire broke out at the Haunted Castle at Six Flags Grand Adventures. Uh, It was a really big, um, it was a very big attraction. People really liked it. So, it was supposed to be a temporary structure. They were like, we're just going to put this in and we'll change it for another ride later. But it was like so popular, they are like, alright, I guess we're going to keep it. Um, <clears throat> it was your typical haunted house. The front was made to look like a big spooky castle. It had like 
faux vegetation around it, like a drawbridge. You cross to enter the the place, and the actual haunted house itself was <laughs> made out of sixteen interconnected tractor trailers. So it wasn't really even an actual oh, wow uh, building. Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of like okay. slapped together. <laughs> <laughs> so the layout of these, which you can't find a picture of, actually, let me see if I can. Haunted, I'll post one in our chat. Give me a second. Haunted house, fire, six flags. I think my next, what I'm going to cover next is going to be the, the, uh, um, mannequin at the haunted house that turned out to be, I don't want to ruin it. Hold on. Okay. I don't want to ruin it. I'm intrigued. It's good. It's really good. I was actually, uh, looking at, I've been looking for some, uh, like roller coaster disasters and stuff. That's what I've been. Oh yeah. We talked about that today. Shopping around for. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, the one you were talking about. Did you see my text? Yeah, I did. You said I know. I knew there were two different incidents of that happening to yeah. somebody, but I didn't like. I, I yeah, I guess the guy I, with his friend wasn't the one that got his head kicked off. I thought that he was, was the a, one that, that got was, his head kicked no, off. No, that was a fifty-eight-year-old like janitor or something. That guy. What his happened head to the off. guy that with his friend? How did he die? The guy with his friend got hit by the ride and it cut his head off. Oh, yeah, yeah, because. Uh, I I mean it says that explicitly, but also they said there were no injuries. I was like, no way anybody kicked that dude's head off. Yeah, because like, that fine. person like shattered their leg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's no kicks somebody fifty miles an hour. Yeah, it's definitely cut. Yeah, and you got to walk around with a cast, and people are like, "How'd you do that?" And you're like, "I cut a man's. Yeah, head I off. took a man's head off." Um, <laughs> all right, so I just sent you a picture of the layout. So, um, sixteen interconnected tractor trailers. Um, oh Jesus. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, la, 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 la. So the layout, like I said, you can find pics of it. We'll probably post one f- for the promo. Each side, or we'll post it on our story or something like that so you get an idea. Uh, each side was an independent maze that people could walk through so you could funnel more people in. Okay. Um, so it was basically the same layout on each side. And in the center of the ride, there was a main trailer where there was the control room and it's where scary actors could get in the costume and prep for the next round of guests to come through. Um, obviously it's a maze, so it's intentionally made to confuse and disorientate you. Uh, then you'd run into things that would like pop out and scare you and shit. And like I said, there'd be actors running around, uh, who would jump out and scare you. Uh, you had the chances of running into Count Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the Wolfman, and even Lizzie Borden herself. Um, so, I mean, you know who Lizzie Borden is, right? No. Uh, she's like an old, it's like a classic true crime story. She murdered her family. Um, there's like a, There was even an old like nursery rhyme that kids would sing. It was like Lizzie Borden had an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. Something like that. Oh, but she was acquitted. She didn't get... She wasn't found guilty of it, but I'm almost certain nice. she did it. Um, so one thing that I would also... That was also like bad news bears is that this fucking attraction is like completely covered in flammable materials. The walls have like foam padding on them um, and there's just padding anywhere so people don't run into the walls and like run into Sweet. some of the support beams. Lots of um, hanging paper. Yeah, and yeah, and like cobweb yeah. stuff, yeah. Fake spider web. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So Great. Big barrels of oil. Yeah, we sprinkle gasoline on the ground in the morning just to really get that, yeah, the effect. Um, So around 6.35 p.m., only one side of the attraction is being used when a fire breaks out. At the time, 
Sorry to rip a sick cloud. Oh, it's gonna um, yeah. So about around the same time, twenty around this time, twenty nine guests were inside the attraction. Fourteen, including four of the park employees, managed to escape, and seven of those were treated for smoke inhalation. So one group had just entered the attraction when the fire broke out, and they spotted the fire. And at first, they thought it was like part of the ride, part of the show. Uh, but they smelled smoke, and they knew something was wrong, and immediately ran back to the entrance, yelling "Fire!" So fire, fire at like, or it's just the, like worst we it, the worst place. The worst place. Yeah, like place, in Woodstock. Yeah. Where they were like, guys, that's not a planned yeah, fire. Yeah, that's a real You should fire. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did we already talked about the Woodstock documentary, didn't we? No. Did we not? No, we didn't. Oh no. yeah, I thought it was really weird. Oh, and we didn't talk about that guy in the kidnappings getting parole this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a little callback. Yeah. What, what fucking wasn't Frederick Newhall was his name from the Chowchilla kidnappings got paroled finally after like nineteen times of being denied. It's been like, yeah, Frederick Woods uh, paroled after nineteen seventy six Chowchilla bus kidnapping. Yeah, I can't believe they paroled him. Beyond I don't, really. I don't like this headline because it says captor paroled 46 years after hijacking bus trying to bury 26 kids alive yeah that's that's a little misleading he was not what he was doing he didn't try to bury them he did bury them super easy to bury them alive if he was trying to kill them you know dig a giant hole um, but yeah, he Dump wanted money. He wanted money because he was a big dumb stupid idiot. But uh, also, the only thing I have to mention about the Woodstock is they didn't mention Rage Against the Machine at all. Oh, like there wasn't a single. Really? The I as far as I remember, there was not a single mention of them. Like they would show graffiti on the wall, and it would mean that graffiti said something about like Rage Against the Machine. But like they did not mention the band once during that documentary. That's so why that, I heard that it covered like it kind of made it like fucking limp biscuit yeah, yeah. Like, they covered them the most yeah yeah, yeah i mean I, all what i liked about it was it was recent enough that i could find all the articles yeah contemporary and like you know they were it was really split up i mean a lot of people called out rage against the machine too yeah like, which makes no sense They're like no, uh, yeah that's really weird the dude michael lang who i don't know if you meant i can't remember if you mentioned him in your expose like ran the event so he was the one that was one of the co-founders of it basically he passed away like so after the documentary was filmed he passed away like three months after the documentary came out and he was he was the he was the dude that created woodstock 69 or whatever the year woodstock happened i can't fucking i don't know 99 yeah no no no. he created the first woodstock oh the original yeah he he created the first woodstock and 99 so he's known for creating one of the best music festivals to ever happen and one of the worst music festivals to ever happen and they talked about like one of the biggest issues was like they were doing this for money like it was the reason it didn't go well is because it was a corporate venture and they wanted money and Woodstock 69 was, like, not about that. It was not about not the money at all. at all. So it went way better. And you're also, like, the 90s were a perfect time to be a dirty white guy. Like, that's what, oh. yeah. Woodstock, I mean, that was their zenith, 100%. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But um, anyways, so um, this crowd sees the fire. They think it's part of the, the, the ride, but then they smell the smoke, and they run back to the entrance yelling fire. So firefighters from 11 surrounding communities responded uh, they had the fire con- under control around 7.45 p.m. So it relatively, they got it under control, you know, a little over an hour. Um, it's not too bad. Yeah. I imagine it would go up pretty fast. Though. Yeah, with how much shit is fucking in there. Yeah. yeah. I even wrote down, I was like, God damn, good firefighting. 
Um, only a little over an hour, so that's why nobody... It, I, <laughs> yeah, I said, goddamn good firefighting. Only a little over an hour. That's why no one has made a song called Fuck the Fire Department. <laughs> um, so, Rage Against the Machine makes not one reference yeah, to firefighters. Yeah, to firefighters <laughs> at all. Uh, so while the fire department cleared the scene, they had found eight badly burned humanoid figures they had originally thought were burned mannequins, but, uh, but, uh, they oh, what weren't. The oh, okay. I was like, why did I write this? And then I read the sentence wrong. So, uh, they, they had found eight burned humanoid figures they thought were mannequins, but if they were mannequins, we wouldn't be talking about this. So... Turns out they were eight teenagers from a group that was in the attraction at the time, and only one member of the groups had survived as they were carried out by the uh, carried out of the attraction by a, an employee during the time of the fire. So, oh, hey, shout yeah, out to them. Yeah, for real, That's wild dude. Fucking good dude. That? Yeah, That's picked amazing. his ass up and took him with him. So, of course, there was an entire investigation into the whole thing, and everyone just kind of pointed the fingers at someone else and was like, yes, is your fault. Um, the Jackson Township fire inspector admitted that he had not inspected the building due to the fact that it was consider they considered the castle a, quote, temporary structure because it was on wheels despite it being there for five years already. Um, the castle... Uh, man, yeah. fire departments hate this one weird yeah, trip. Yeah, right. <laughs> So I can I can just make a building and then put it on wheels and it's a temporary structure. So speaking of temporary wheeled structures, you know people went to school in situations like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old that school trailers. I what guess so, dude. <laughs> My God. My new college is entirely on wheels, so it doesn't have to be accredited. It's just a, it's just a temporary <laughs> structure. It's a warped tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So. Um, uh, buh, 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 buh. So the castle itself lacked a building permit, a certificate of occupancy, uh, fire and smoke detectors, and of course it didn't have any sprinkler systems, even though the park's own safety consultants were like, hey, you know it would be an incredible idea, sprinkler systems. Um, <laughs> They're like, I hear you. No. Yeah. And, Next and, idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, Morgus, hey, hey, don't you fucking dare. The Morgus fucking toothless stuff? No, she's trying to crawl on my desk and, like, she's trying to go under one of my monitors between my camera, <laughs> my lights, and everything like that to get on <laughs> my desk. Savage. Yeah, and she's like, desk. let me fucking, let me knock everything over that I possibly can in one foul swoop. Sit your ass down. So, um, but they were like, hey, you know what would be a great idea? Would be sprinklers, because a fire breaking out in a ride that's intentionally meant to disorientate you sounds like an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, which it was. So the investigation highlighted, I see you, stop, hey, hold on. Girl, <laughs> get out of here, go. Go. He's getting up and Jesus scaring Christ. her away like a, like a f bird. Oh my Demons. god, absolute demon hours, bro. They've both been little fucking goblins lately. I already, did I tell you <laughs> that Wargy's fucked Toothless up so bad? I had to tell yeah, you that yeah, that. yeah. He's that last week, he yeah. fucked his eye up. Um, so, uh, the investigation highlighted a complex collection of fuck-ups. The investigation looked at the kind of, um, the investigation looked at kind of the list of shit you're supposed, that's supposed to happen when an, 
ride opens like, okay, the New Jersey Fire of Labor inspects the safety of the rides, the local municipalities, municipalities and four state and local building codes and govern fire safety and electrical wiring. The state's Department of Community Affairs is responsible for ensuring that the municipalities enforce these codes. They didn't. And finally, the federal OSHA is responsible for monitoring employee safety and state and a state panel and um, uh, a state panel. What the fuck did I just? What, what am I talking about here? And a state panel. Oh, so an estate panel said that the fire, uh, that the regulatory system had failed in this incident on almost every single level, and that the attraction was in violation of a dozen state fire codes. Did anything I just said make sense? Because I feel like it did yes. in my head. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, a so, dozen state <laughs> yeah, fire codes. Yeah. Um, it sounds more like a track designed to burn people yeah, alive. Yeah. <laughs> New ride just dropped at Six Flags where you just burn alive. You just burn alive. Do Next. You ever, do you ever see The Cell? The Cell. The Cell, no. yeah. You should watch that movie. It's really good. It's like, it's fucking insane. It is fucking cuckoo bananas. But I we were watching it. We Sorry, were, J-Lo? Dude, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, good old J-Lo. Okay. Um, me and Super watching it, and we were like, there's... Morgus! Girl, get out of here. I swear to God, uh, go. Get out of here. No, you've lost your privileges in this room. Since you don't know how to act. Bro, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> She's a, dude, she's a little fucking demon, bro. She was I don't I don't know what is on my desk that makes her want to get up there, but um yeah, it's everything got, that you love. Dude, yeah. No shit. <laughs> um so it's got JLo in it, but it's like she she has this she's like a therapist where she can go inside someone's mind and find out like the trauma of what they went through, stuff like that. It's really good. It's got an amazing set of visuals. Like, if you haven't, this is a fucking official podcast recommendations. If you haven't watched okay. The Cell, go watch it. It is such an insane movie. But there's the the serial killer in that movie does this thing where he traps women in this glass box and slowly fills it with water. And we were talking about, like, would you rather drown to death or burn alive? And I personally would rather drown, to be honest, because burning alive sounds fucking horrific. At least with like drowning, you just lose oxygen and pass out. Like, uh, yeah, I guess it depends on the fire. Like, if they're gonna light the fire at my feet, no, yeah, drown me every time. But if they're gonna drop me into like a furnace or a volcano, like, uh, maybe just to incinerate me. I don't know, better. dude. We talked about we talked about what happens when oh, you wait, fall into right. a volcano. Yeah, and you don't right. you don't just incinerate. Thing. Nah, the volcano's not yeah, the move. Not the move at all. Not all right, the move. Drown. I yeah. drown. So uh, they were in violation of about a dozen state fire codes. So like eight days after the fire department, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So eight days after the uh, the fire, a statement by the Ocean County um, Prosecutor's Office said that a local 13-year-old boy had called the police after hearing radio reports that investigators were looking for witnesses and called to tell them that he befriended a 14-year-old boy at the castle's entrance. He said that the older boy who had appeared who appeared familiar with the castle offered to guide him through it, and you know what a nice guy. Uh, now apparently, this older boy was using a cigarette lighter to see in one of the long hallways that was dark due to a strobe light malfunction, 
the boy eventually bumped into a wall and ignited the a foam rubber oh, wall pad. And it just goes up. Yeah, it, it just, just fucking like that. Just done. done. Yeah. So like, th- that should be something you're just like, oops. Yeah, you know, yeah, put it out real out. quick. Like, I, I, I was wondering how that happened, too. Did it just, ex- it had to just immediately explode. ignite? Yeah. So the prosecutor exonerated the older youth who had never been identified of any criminal wrongdoing. Um that's good. Yeah, so on September 14th... It's not his fault. Yeah, it's not. No, absolutely not. And it was because the hallway was dark due to a strobe light malfunction, so that's on the park exactly. anyways. Um, so on September 14th, 1984, a grand jury in Tom's River, New Jersey, indicted Six Flags Grand Adventure and its parent company, Six Flags, on charges of aggravated manslaughter for, quote, recklessly causing the deaths under circumstances manifesting extreme indifference to human life. Uh, end quote. It was quite a wow. Fucking, yeah, quite the statement there. That's ruthless. Yeah. So the indictment, uh, uh, the indictment also charged two park executives, the GM at the time of the fire and his predecessor. Uh, the charges were officially manslaughter and reckless conduct and ignoring repeated warnings and safety violations. Uh, on May 29th, 1985, uh, the criminal trial begins. The prosecution argues that repeated warnings by the safety consultants to install sprinklers and more smoke alarms had been ignored, and the defendants denied any culpability and contended that the fire was arson and no precautions would have saved lives. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That is so yeah, callous. Yeah, that is. So, like, I simply see how nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> nothing. Damn. Yeah. So, um, long story short, baby, this is America, and we don't hold companies and corporations responsible for their misdeeds. So, if you thought something would happen to these executives, then you're dead wrong. After an eight-week trial and 13 hours of deliberation, the two companies were found not guilty of the charges. Holy Apparently. Shit. The two executives, though, had individually been charged with manslaughter and entered a pretrial intervention program that allowed them to do community service instead of jail. Um, so, you know, might you know, as well not really got serve any our community if we put callous capitalists who result in people's deaths just in prison. I think, I think and I and I, I bet think. I bet they did something where it's like, oh, me working my regular job counts as community yeah. service. Yeah, some shit like yeah. that. They should do, like, a Clockwork Orange-style situation where they just have to watch their, like, money kill people all the time yeah. until they're simply disgusted to hold it. Yes, That's sir. That's the only punishment. <laughs> um, so um, the, the parents of the victims uh, filed the civil law, civil suit against the owners of Six Flags and Six Flags Great Adventures and the Castle Builders. Seven of the eight families settled out of court for $2.5 million each, and the each eighth, yeah, so the eighth family chose to go to trial and was only awarded seven hundred and fifty thousand. Damn. Yeah. You Damn. Yeah. You should have took the pretrial. You should took the pretrial. Or I mean, or I think there's some message to making them go through it and then having the court say like, you "Yeah, did yeah. this." You know, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I get that. But is it really worth two million? Yeah, two point five, <laughs> two and a half million dollars. Well, I mean, they got seven hundred grand, so they lost yeah, two. Yeah, you know? but um, like, I don't know. That's that's really. Fucking sad. Fucking That's a ruthless. Yeah. Story. I mean, obviously, like two point five million dollars isn't gonna bring your fucking dead son, daughter, child, child yeah. relative back at all. It'll but... get you closer though. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to get a new one, yeah. you definitely could afford to. <laughs> 
I mean, if my kid's gonna die, I might as well get two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, out of might it. as well Shit. get two million dollars out of it. Um, but yeah, that is the haunted attraction fire. At that is Six Flags very Grand much Adventure. the opposite of the. What was that fire with all the other kids burning up? Because we actually had there were a bunch of changes about it. You covered it. The candy show or the magic oh, show. Oh, the, the uh, Victoria Hall disaster. Yes, yeah. Victoria Hall. Yeah, that one at least had really positive change. Wait, no, those kids. Liable. There was no fire there. That was a crush. Oh, that was just a crush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I right. vaguely remember another fire we covered. Where we like covered did we? I'm trying to think. I can't. Uh, the Great Conto earthquake had that fire tornado. Yeah, there were there were like stories we covered that involved fires, but wasn't explicitly like a yeah. fire was the issue that I not that I can think of. We can't fighter jet. Were we thinking of fire fest? <laughs> yeah, fucking old fire fest. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Man, I don't know. That that's yeah. Crazy. That's weird. We haven't. Huh. Well, congrats. You covered our first fire. First fire, the applause sound nice. is playing. I know you can't hear it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, um, we'll fix that. Well, luckily, mine is thematically similar. Are you done? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, mine, mine's thematically similar in that there is a careless disregard for human suffering. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but mine's on a boat nice. instead of, yeah. And I actually, Saxon and I had to talk beforehand to coordinate that this wasn't a nautical-themed episode. Yeah, a double he was also looking at some boat <laughs> stuff. Um, but uh, as I had said before when we covered the Kuznetsov in episode six of last season... Yeah, that was a good um, one, too, so... It, yeah, the Russian Navy has no shortage of insane disasters to draw yeah. from. Um, and I'd actually mentioned this ship in the Kuznetsov because it was the reason that the Kuznetsov uh, had to take some time and go get docked again. So nice. and I'm talking about uh, what are called anti-class subs. Um, some of the largest submarines ever built. They're heavily armored to the point that they called it unsinkable, which is, Not I, I just cannot believe after all this time, we still yeah, call, call things, things unsinkable. It's never gone Especially well. Especially a submarine. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're already, no. you're already A submarine's already halfway you're there, sunk. dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. But uh, it had three-inch-thick layer of rubber on it for sound dampening and twin nuclear reactors to power them, and they're twice as heavy as a destroyer of a similar length. And this was because they were uh, armed with 24 missiles that were 33 feet long that could be fit with a 500-kiloton warhead, which is 35 times bigger than the Hiroshima. God it was damn. basically designed to—the whole submarine was built to shoot aircraft carrier groups, American Jesus. aircraft carrier groups, and blow up the whole thing at once. Damn. Yeah, the Russians always use really high yield nuclear weapons because their guidance systems have been really terrible forever. And they're like, well, if we miss, it'll yeah. just get them. <laughs> it'll just get them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they built 13 of these subs. And the one we're talking about is named the Kursk, named for a city in Russia where an important battle took place in World War II. Shockingly, it only took four years to build the ship, uh, completed in 1994. Um, it was actually one of the very first completed after the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Nice. This is insane to me that they finished it so fast. Four it years? Maybe a little I, suspicious. Yeah, I would say four years. I feel like not good things were coming out of you finishing this this destroyer yeah. of fucking ships in four years. Immediately after the whole country collapsed, too. Yeah, yeah, like they started yeah. this one year later, so... 
they the sub's career is pretty limited. Um, Russia was strapped for cash and did not have much resources to gallivant all over the world like Big Dick America. So nice. it wasn't for five years in 1999 that the Kursk actually deployed on a mission to the Mediterranean to watch the U.S. response to the Kosovo crisis in former Yugoslavia. So they just sent it out there to just watch, yeah. basically. They didn't really do anything. Just hang out. Their de- uh, the reason they only had one deployment that was very short, they didn't have enough money to fuel it. So uh, it the is. crew of the Kursk was relatively inexperienced, at least as far as fucking standard uh, crews go. So, God I mean, damn. you see how this is building? You see how yeah, delicious this yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> so many delightful <laughs> recipes, uh, you know what I mean? This is low-hanging um, fruit. So it's year 2000, and Russia is planning its largest, read only, uh, naval exercise in the last 10 years. It's going to be lit. They're going to have 30 ships, including four attack submarines and a mock attack on the Kuznetsov so that they can prepare for it to adequately launch all of their planes straight into the ocean. Uh, The Kursk was obviously invited and was, in fact, recently given a citation for the best trained crew in the North Sea Fleet, (laughs) which is probably true. (laughs) They're like, God man, they've, they've been somewhere on yeah. this thing. They're pros. Um, the Kursk's role as a nuclear deterrent means it's one of the few ships in the Russian Navy allowed to carry a full complement of weapons, and they were armed for the exercise. They Damn. had everything. Jesus Christ. Uh, for the it's first day, exercise. things go smooth. Huh? I said it's an exercise. Chill out. Oh, I was like, they kept... All of that in the ship when they were doing all that stuff? Yeah, I would be nervous. Yeah, I would be nervous as shit, dude. It's like, I don't know, it's like going to uh, like a paintball match and one dude's just got like an M16 yeah. on his back. <laughs> and you're like, oh, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> What's that yeah. for? Uh, so the first day, things go pretty smooth. The sub fires a dummy missile successfully. The Kuznetsov probably leaks a little bit. Yeah. Everything goes great. <laughs> Dumps a plane uh, in the just, ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Shits a bunch of oil into the ocean. Yeah. Going awesome. Um, the Two days later into the exercise, the Kursk's mission is to fire a couple dummy torpedoes at a, a Russian battlecruiser. So the dummy torpedoes don't have an explosive warhead, if that's okay. not obvious. Oh, yeah. um, on August 12th at 11.20 a.m. local time, always know something yeah, about to start. Yeah, we love a good time. On, Time An underwater explosion resonates through the exercise area, shaking the 28,000-ton battlecruiser, according to one Russian account. Two minutes later, a second explosion, the equivalent of a 2.2 on the Richter scale, is God caught damn. on a Norwegian seismic monitoring station nearby. Damn. So a big explosion. Yeah, that's huge. Crew of a nearby submarine, the Karelia, another Russian sub, detected the explosion, obviously. Yeah. And... <laughs> Uh, the captain just assumed it was part of the exercise. Yeah, he's like, fuck it, bro. Like, it's, it's fine. Like, Whoa. That was a big one. Anyway. I really, um, I just. The crew I just of the battle cruiser on, reported I'm sorry. the shaking of their hole and the acoustic signals of the explosions, but the fleet headquarters ignored it. Damn. And so, like, their their boat shook in yeah, the water. Yeah, that's fucking insane. I also just realized, I hope this doesn't fuck up this recording, but that I didn't mute your mic, so it's, like, Slightly, it's saying it was picking me up talking, so I hope that doesn't transfer. I'll listen to it and, you know, because I... I've got you coming in through my headphones. Like... Is that what you're talking about? So it can't, it won't be able to pick up... No, 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 I mean, like, you're the mic here, the mic that you use here, yeah. So I can't imagine it would be that much of a big deal, because it's not facing me, and it's, like, 
behind my computer and like when we were recording together it never picked up my voice which i yeah. can imagine you would be able to hear me through the mic because we yeah. would talk so loud so hopefully that is not an issue but we'll see again we're figuring it yeah, out yeah we're figuring it out that's it we're just trying to get through it uh so yeah they told the headquarters about the explosion mm-hmm. and headquarters was probably to say go fuck yourself yeah. why are you even talking like, to bro, who cares and um, so after a while, the exercise window passed, and no one has heard from the Kursk. Uh, however, Russian comms equipment failed so frequently that no one really thought it was weird. They're like, nah, well, yeah. you know. They'll show up eventually. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the cruiser launched a helicopter to search for it on the surface, but didn't find anything. Uh, the captain of the cruiser then orders the search and rescue teams to prepare for deployment. The ship that they used for search and rescue was this old lumber carrying ship that they put these mini subs on. Nice. But it was not equipped to deploy them in anything but perfectly calm waters, <laughs> which of course there were not. Yeah. And um, the Russians did have two deep water recovery subs that they could have used, but they had been in port for six years due to lack of funds for <laughs> pending repairs. There it is. Again, yeah. absolutely, completely compl- average Russian. Navy yeah. <laughs> Four hours later, uh, they deploy a search plane because they still haven't gotten the subs deployed. Uh, and they spend three hours searching the area, which I think seems like a long time. Yeah, and really also, long. I, understand, I guess I get, like, you know, search plane is better than nothing, but you're looking for an underwater submarine by air. <laughs> like, the whole point is it to not be detected by air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they aren't really committing to the yeah. search yet. Um, so by 6 o'clock the, of that night, so we're seven hours in, the Kursk missed another comms check-in. By 6.30, they begin a full search and rescue operation that, again, was... I just fucking scrolled on accident. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that, again, does not find a submarine on the surface. Nice. Because it's not yeah, it's, it's not the yeah. place to look for it. Um, by 10.30 that night, the exercise was finally stopped. Because they were like, ah, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Maybe. They might just be hanging out somewhere. Let's just give it some time. <laughs> uh, and the Northern Fleet declared an emergency. There the it is. 20 ships and the old lumber carrier finally started looking for the ship, around, or the submarine, by around midnight of that night. So, uh, 13 hours after two huge underwater explosions. Uh, it took nine hours to order a search for the submarine, and another three after that to alert the, the Kremlin. Nice. No one wanted to wake Putin, so he actually didn't find out until 7 a.m. the next day. And that's, like, actually kind of a funny, like, thing that has happened multiple times in dictator and Russian history. Yeah, like, where D-Day. They're like, I don't want to go piss him off. We, what, we'll wait until the morning. Was we'll it, tell him was then. Was it one of the reasons, like, I this might be, I might be talking out of my ass. The D-Day thing? The D-Day no, that's true. where they were like, we don't want to wake Hitler up to see if we, and that's, that's one of the reasons we won. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, dictator's always big, whiny bitches. Yeah, Nobody like ever a, wants to wake him up. They gotta get their um, beauty rest. At... So, yeah, he doesn't find out until 7 a.m. the next day. At a press conference after the exercise, the fleet commander reported the exercise a resounding a success. resounding. <laughs> Minus that one submarine that just kind of disappeared. Uh, he, he's like, nah, going great. Yeah, my um, bad. Already that early Sunday morning, rumors had begun to circulate among the family of the crew. Um, a telephone operator at the base that they were stationed out of fielded a surge of calls, and due to the small size of the base and poor Russian security, 
uh, rumor spread rapidly. Yeah, there it is. Um, meanwhile, that day, Putin was filmed enjoying a nice barbecue on the Black yeah. Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Just having a yeah, sweet old yeah. time. Not a care uh, in the very, world. Yeah, exactly. Big uh, Ted Cruz going to Cancun vibes. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> during a fucking natural disaster in your state. <laughs> Uh, so even before the Kremlin had been told about the explosions, the U.S. Defense Secretary was told that the Kursk had sunk. Damn, no shit. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> the U.S. is terrifying. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wish— Like, they it, knew before Putin did. If I had, if I had like, a, a, a genie and I could, you know— Dude, have you watched the new seasons of what we do in this, the new episode? Yes. The, the, yes. the genie that he has. Not the very most recent episode, I think. So did you get it, Did you it. get into him having the, the genie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, we got to the wedding. Okay, yeah. So um, having something like that, one of my wishes, like, I want to know just exactly how powerful, like, the U.S.'s intelligence and, like, equipment like that yes. is like what is the I want, I just yeah i want like some glasses that can view whatever they can view yeah you yeah. know what i mean oh 100 and show me where nukes are so yeah. i can see them <laughs> yeah. in every mall in america or some <laughs> crazy shit <laughs> oh that'd be crazy uh, but yes i that was like one of my favorite facts of this whole thing that's hilarious like, wow that, that is the hilarious. u.s is so on yeah it. um in response to the U.S. Defense Secretary spreading the news, uh, the governments of Britain, Israel, Italy, Norway, and France offered to help in rescue efforts, and the U.S. even offered the use of one of its own deepwater rescue vehicles. Of course, the yeah. Russians needed the help and accepted it easily, and they proceeded <laughs> in unified harmony together. No, the Russians, of course, refused yeah. all of the offers. Fuck you, buddy. And we don't need your help. I don't need your yeah, shit. You kind of do. You, it's like the U.S. is like, hey, Putin, do you need help getting that sub off the bottom of the ocean? And he's like, what? Yeah. What? What sub? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, that morning... Uh, oh, yeah, so the Russians refused all the offers. The Navy told reporters that the rescue was ongoing. Which, like, he said they're like, yeah, we're talking to the people. No. Um, that morning, the Russians began lowering one of its mini-subs to search for an anomaly on the seafloor. Sea when at about 300 feet below the surface, it struck something damaging the sub. Uh, the crew was able to visually confirm through the portholes that they had hit the Kursk. They oh, found it. Oh, shit. They, yeah. <laughs> That's one way to find it, I guess. <laughs> and, like, Joel, and then they like, look out their windows, yeah. like, yeah, no, hey, we got it. Yeah, it's, it's here. It. <laughs> but we're kind of, we're, we need we need help now, so. <laughs> yeah, pull us back up, because you just fucked the, the boat up. Uh, so they pull it back up, and they prepare the second one for deployment. This is the most confusing part of the whole thing to me. They lower the second sub and they can't find the Kursk. They, and it turns out that the battlecruiser staff had given them a bad heading, and they oh, just piddled away yeah. the wrong direction. And I was like, how the fuck could this be? This is, like, your your staff in this is the equivalent to, what was it? Was it Florida or Texas that was just like, if you're a veteran, you can teach class. Florida. Florida, yeah. you can teach school yeah. now. Have at it. Dude, I was like, it's like everyone involved was new. Yeah. Like, if they had had no experience, it would go just as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they thought they heard an SOS signal, uh, and they followed that for a little bit. It was a whale. And nice, so then nice. they surfaced uh, Monday morning at 1 a.m. having done nothing. 
Um, a salvage tug using deepwater cameras was able to obtain images of the Kursk listing on the seabed with massive damage to the bow, the bow and the conning tower. They could see that the periscope was still raised, which indicated that the accident happened at 60 feet or less. Which I'm like, how this explosion was so big at 60 feet? Yeah, like, I had a note. One, I, nope. I, I felt like I you just, would see that. Yeah, and I'm like, why the fuck didn't the staff of the battle cruiser be like, no, it exploded? You know what I mean? There's <laughs> yeah. no other fucking explanation. Um, but uh, so then they they finally fixed the first mini sub and get that launched at 5 a.m. Uh, Monday, August 14th. Nice. Uh, so we're you know like 30 hours past the uh, initial we attack, love it or initial yeah um, explosions. After two hours, the mini-sub fails to create a seal to the Kursk's uh, escape hatch and is forced to surface as its batteries drain. Winds increase, making the sea much choppier, and they suspend the rescue. Oh, my God. The Russians' first official announcement was that day, telling the media the Kursk had minor technical difficulties (laughs) (laughs) and had descended to the ocean floor, and uh, everybody on board was alive. Some would call that sinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they actually claim to be in radio contact with the crew lying ass motherfuckers dude they throw a bunch of explanations out there they had an admiral say that it hit a nato sub a uh some other defense premier said an old world war ii mine might have hit it um that guy however said that all of the sailors died before it hit the bottom and Uh, no one else was saying that they died so like the russian media is this they're this like, is insanity. They're like, we hit a NATO sub, and NATO's like, that didn't happen. We were no, we why, why would you no. drag us into this? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. We're trying to help. Yeah. Um the uh a commission was open to investigate the cause of this, and every person involved in the commission had direct responsibility in the decisions that led to this whole disaster. So it was horribly corrupt and impartial all well, and partial, yeah. I guess. And uh yeah, so that was uh, their first step. But three days after sinking, a crane ship with a better mini-sub shows up. It can't launch because of the seas. Nice. They they decide they launch it at the coast, and then they'll tow it to the site. So that takes a bunch of fucking time. Uh, Wednesday, two more attempts to attach to the escape hatch. It fails. As they surface the mini-sub, they damage it severely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, please <laughs> stop! Uh, like the the sinking of the ship is costing them so much yeah, money for and all of the other equipment that they're just dist- destroying <sighs> to find it. Um, they have many more attempts to attach to the sub, and including a diving bell, but nothing works. They actually have to scrap one of the mini sub completely and suspend the rescue to put it on the other parts, uh, the other sub, and uh, they're just sticking around. After five days of failed efforts and much media criticism later, because this is Putin's first term, so he doesn't have the control over the media that we associate him with now. Yeah. Um, The media, like, lit into him. So Putin accepts offers of help from the British and the Norwegian government because he doesn't want the Americans touching shit. Yeah, he's like, fuck the U.S., not happening. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as he heard that the Americans found out before he did, he's like, they're not touching shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So obviously the Norwegian divers and British government were closely watched by the Russian Navy while they helped and were restricted to open only the backmost compartment and escape hatch with the Norwegians complained about because they said it limited their options. 
Um, at one point, they could open an air. They needed to open an air valve, and they could not get it open. They were they had were talking to Russian experts. The Russian experts were like, "You've got to turn it counterclockwise. If you turn it clockwise, it'll break, and we can't get it open." And they spent an hour trying to turn it. They couldn't get it open. Uh, and then they just turned it clockwise and it opened. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Are they? What the fuck is happening?" Who are they they like had the diagram. And they're like, oh. "Yeah, well, it's upside down." <laughs> Oh, my bad, my bad. Somebody get a um, clock. So. I need to see which way is counterclockwise. <laughs> <laughs> like, the our clocks turn the same way mm-hmm. as your guys' clocks? Someone Google uh, that real quick. So, eventually, here. the Norwegians uh, have to cut a hole into the hole. And they're not allowed into the sub. The Russians are. So, the Russians go into the sub to find um, tw- 12 badly burned bodies in the hole, proving that not everyone had died when the sub sank. Damn. Eventually, they decide it's too risky to pull up the rest of the bodies because they like were fucking things up and dying or like almost dying trying Jesus to do it. Christ. And then the families were like, "Please don't die doing this. Yeah. Just stop. Like it's cool. Like." Uh, so they declare a day of mourning and publicly announce that the crew is all dead. Nice. Um, so what actually happened? You want to hear? Yeah, of course. That's good because it's about as long as <laughs> all. Of them. Um, so for two years after the accident, the Russian Navy admirals and many officials reported the disaster was the result of smashing into a NATO submarine. This was easily refuted, categorically denied. They were yeah. basically like, look, this sub was 400 miles away when this happened. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been there. <laughs> and then they were like, margin. no, look at our yeah. submarine. It wasn't hit by another <laughs> submarine. We could just show you that. Uh, they had some. They actually faked some satellite images to prove it. Um, but geophysicists actually unanimously agreed that the seismic data that they'd gathered showed an explosion. Damn. Um, so um, one lab specifically said that the explosion profiles were consistent with torpedo detonations. Oh. So they're honing in. Yeah, on it. I mean, yeah. the Russians are, but everybody yeah. else is. <laughs> yeah, um, as is but tradition. it definitely wasn't a crash. Yeah, no, absolutely uh, not. During all of this ongoing efforts, the Russian government still refused to release uh, release even a list of those on board. There it is. Um, ten days after the sinking, Putin meets with about 600 of the family of the deceased in a hugely hostile meeting. Like, he gets them all in a fucking thing, and they are just lighting in to Putin. God like, yelling, damn. Because he's brand new, you yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. He's not... Like, now you could fill no. 600 angry people in a room to yell at Putin. Never, Absolutely not. Never, not a chance. Um, and this is his first, like, big public crisis as the president of Russia. Uh, so there is one woman who is being so forceful, and she's yelling at Putin, trying to get fucking answers, that an agent walks up and injects her right in fucking front of everybody. Really? Faint, no passes shit. Out, and they just drag her out of there. That's fucking bananas bro oh my god and you're like okay does anybody else have anything else yeah. they'd like to say <laughs> holy shit uh, yeah and it's actually kind of a watershed moment for putin mm-hmm. as leader because everybody was like maybe things will be okay and then he did that in front of everybody and they're like, like oh, oh fuck man yeah. uh so uh that uh, oh, yeah. So before the meeting, the families had been up to that point compensated $37 for the deaths of their uh, loved ones. Hell, yeah. Um, after the meeting, they were eventually given uh, the equivalent of 10 years of service of pay, which was $7,000. They're the so, big bucks. Uh, th- <laughs> 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 that, dude, $700 a year to yeah, be in the Russian military. That sucks. 
No wonder nobody's fucking well trained and nobody wants to do it. Dude, $700 to risk your life just operating equipment every day. Jesus Christ. Hard pass. Hard pass. So later, a report was commissioned. Um, it was determined that a very poorly manufactured practice torpedo was literally leaking its concentrated hydrogen peroxide fuel due to being over 10 years old. Nice. Uh, this was a – actually, the design of the torpedo had been phased out by Western navies nearly 50 years ago. Like, Holy so shit. It yeah. was like super bullshit old yeah. garbage. Um, the When the fuel – contacted the uh, copper in the side of the torpedo tube. It reacted and exploded, blowing the tube doors uh, completely off and basically completely exposing the front of the ship to the, the ocean. Damn. And the blast spread. So they had these ducts open uh, between the chambers, and they're not usually – like most subs don't do that, but the Russians do because yeah. the shit's so dirty. They have to ventilate it a little bit better. And so the explosion spread through all three chambers, which is not what it's oh, supposed to do. So um, the explosion spread and killed 36 men instantly, including all of the men who could have surfaced the ship. Damn, that's fucked. The Russian doctrine is to have an explosionable room that yeah. is all of the men who control the ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You think God. anybody was ever doing training? They're like, I don't know. Yeah, this, this seems like This seems wrong. Risky. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so they had actually just refitted the submarine to use those torpedoes specifically uh, four years prior. Oh. So they were like, uh, we were going to make this thing work with yeah. just the shitty one. These and they'd actually chosen submarines. them over safer torpedoes. The man responsible for that decision, the defense minister, was c commissioner of the investigation into the oh, there um, it is. disaster. Yeah, there it is. So uh, several of the torpedoes had also been dropped in training. They nice. just yeah. put them back in the racks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Just dust it off. Nobody will notice. Just wipe it off. Five-second rule. Um, personnel had actually alerted senior staff of the casing cracks and leaking fuel, but they did nothing because the exercise was such a big deal, and there were no inspections conducted prior to firing the torpedoes. The specific one that had exploded was part of a batch of 10 in which six had previously been decommissioned due to faulty welding. There so, is. like, they kept the shittiest yeah. of the garbage <laughs> of... Yeah. Let me get bottom-of-the-barrel torpedoes. And then drop them on the yeah. ground while you're at <laughs> And it. then make them worse. Also, all the automatic recorders that, like, kind of like the black boxes of the subs, yeah. had been disabled the day of against procedure. They had a rescue buoy, uh, Bowie, buoy. Bowie? I always do that. Bowie, yeah. That would deploy from, uh, like, if there was a big pressure change, it had been disabled. Oh it my had God. actually been rumored, um, like, welded, that they, like, welded a bracket to keep it in uh, during the Kosovo exercises. I, I think because they couldn't trust it to not deploy yeah. and they didn't <laughs> want it to go off near the Americans. Yeah. And they're like, just weld it. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want to look stupid in front of them. Like, you do that already. Like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, they, it's like the Russians, the, the Americans are like listening to their conversation. They're like, they sound so stupid. <laughs> a buoy fucking prematurely going off is the least of your worries. Yeah. yeah. Um, the escape hatch 
that was on the sh uh, last chamber was never used because the crew believed that they would be rescued shortly and didn't want to risk deploying through the Arctic waters. That was oh, a big thing because it was yeah, very cold. Fair. How far down were they? So uh, the the they were at sixty feet when the thing happened, and then it sank down to about three hundred feet. I don't know. I don't know if you could. I mean, did they? I. They they have like hoods and stuff that you would put on and they would like launch you to the top. Okay. Like they have there's a lot of equipment that yeah. would get them out of it. Oh. Just most of it was broken there or it wouldn't go. kill them. Yeah, that tracks. Um so the ship had nine compartments with twenty four men assigned to the section six through nine. Twenty three of these men survived the twin blasts. One unlucky fella. That kind of Dude, sucks. for real. I yeah. I, I was like I can't imagine. So, I, can't, no. I can't imagine. Like, you survive the blast. Like, I just, like, would the pressure change? Like, fuck we'll you. We'll get to it. Yeah, okay. We'll get to it. Okay. So, yeah, we got 23 men alive. The surviving officer in charge wrote mm. two notes. Um, one had a section to his family that was private, and to this day still has not been revealed. That's fine. But it did have the names of who had survived and the time, which was an hour 45 after the explosion. It was also very neat, so they could tell that he had written it with light. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, his hand, like it was very legible. Yeah. Um, it said it's 115. All personnel from section 6, 7, and 8 have moved to section 9. 23 people are here. We feel bad, weakened by carbon dioxide. Pressure is increasing in the compartment. If we head for the surface, we won't survive the compression. Damn. Uh, it's possible that they were wrong about that, but didn't know. Because from what I was reading, because the worry is, you know about the bends? The what? You know what the bends The bends are? Like B-E-N-D-S? The, no, I don't think so. When you're deep underwater, especially if you're scuba diving, but in their situation, because the chamber is pressurizing, it's the same. Yeah. The gases in your body compress as well, like the nitrogen does specifically. And if you go up too fast, it will expand in all the wrong parts of your body, and it's, like, horribly painful, oh, okay. and you will die. Oh. And, um... The, so these guys were worried that they, because of how much the, the chamber had pressurized, that they would get the bends, but they probably wouldn't have. Oh, okay. uh, and they also had equipment that would, because there is equipment that would, like, keep them safe enough to do it slowly, yeah. too. Um, so, yeah, it just chose not to. Um, I don't know. I, so, might, I don't know. I might have taken the risk. Like, I, don't I don't think you could ever keep me in the water. Yeah, no, I'm I don't gonna think so die either. by sharks or the ocean, yeah. whatever. Dude. But I wonder but if it's sitting... like, <clears throat> I wonder if it's like one of those things where it's like there were probably people who wanted to try it, but if they went out, like everybody would have to go. I would imagine, right? I, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking too. I think if they open the escape hatch, everyone, yeah, have to everyone's got to go. Gotta go. And, and some of the people had been hurt seriously, oh, so yeah. they were like. I mean, if we can't all do it, then we're not going to yeah. do it, which I think is That's admirable. fair, admirable, yeah, I agree. But also, I ain't that guy. I'm like, fuck y'all. Yeah, I'm going eat to the top. shit, I'm going to try to They're never going to get us. Yeah. <laughs> we get paid $70 yeah. a year. I have to go. <laughs> um, so the... Oh, yeah, this is the rest of it. So we won't last more than a day, he says. Uh, all personnel from six... Um, uh, da, da, da. Did I read that twice? Oh, yeah, I did. It was written twice. Yeah, okay. We made the decision because none of us can escape. Um, recall that after the blast, the reactors were shut down, so they have no power. Damn. In so they're only using, like, chem lights and, like, uh, you know, potassium cartridges to absorb the CO2. Yeah. All that kind of shit. Um, the second note was written two hours later and in much worse handwriting and very hard to read. It said, it's dark here to write. 
but I'll try by feel. It seems like there are no chances, 10 to 20%. Let's hope that at least someone will read this. Here's the list of personnel from the other sections who are now in the ninth and will attempt to get out. Regards to everybody, no need to despair. I, I, I was like, weird tone. I yeah. I wonder. I kind of wonder if he was like tripping balls. That's what I, I was like. CO2. I wonder if the yeah, like like also like you know exactly that. Like if he was just kind of fucking out of his mind from lack of oxygen yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I there were another note that had been found that I couldn't find the content of, but it indicated that another person had survived up to six hours after uh the the blasts. And so when they um, opened up the chambers and found those guys, they found that three of the men had severe chemical burns in the ninth compartment. Apparently, these men had tried to restart the oxygen generator and dropped one of the potassium cartridges in the fi- uh, the water, which caused it to explode. Jesus. And start a f- I know. Dude. And start <laughs> a flash fire. Several of the men jumped under the water to avoid the fire, but when they came up, all the oxygen was gone, and they died of asphyxiation. Fuck, dude. I was like, those men suffered more than yeah. so any humans. Yeah, I, and, and um, being stuck in that compartment where they were all alive in, like, I guess it's better than drowning, because you're, like, you're slowly losing... Dying with the o- homies? Yeah, yeah, dying with the homies, and you're slowly losing enough oxygen that it's, like... It's not like instantly you feel suffocated. It's like I'm really tired and weak, and I can't, you know, I can't breathe very well. Although, and I'm just gonna pass out so, and die. Like uh, oxygen buildup or oxygen deprivation doesn't hurt you. CO2 buildup causes yeah, pain. So that sucks. I think they suffered. Oh, probably, that sucks. That's which tough. is horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, they they were suffering for hours and hours, and they were in the Russian Navy, so they yeah. suffered as soon as they were fucking eighteen. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the Russian Navy finally stopped using those torpedoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly surprising. Honestly surprising. I, I, They're like, you know what? All right. Maybe fine. we shouldn't we'll use fine. these. Yeah. Um, and the uh, all of the men responsible for the decisions were held accountable by being removed from their positions and then just given different, better jobs in other parts of the government. That's right. So nobody got fired. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Russia did start working uh, with NATO during search and rescue exercises, which was the first time that they'd ever done anything like that. Nice. Um, and they increased the amount of rescue divers that they've trained every year. Uh, oh, that's cool. Which they said they did, probably. Yeah, who, yeah, who knows if they're fucking telling the truth with that. Yeah, I mean, I would never... I think anyone in the Russian Navy knows now. Like, we're on our own. Yeah, if you're, you're fucked. fucked. Up, we are on our own. You're absolutely fucked. Uh, or they're like, maybe America will yeah. come get us. They probably know. <laughs> uh, Hopefully they're passing by. Uh, they found... They scrapped the curse, pulled everything up. They didn't. Pull, fun fact was the radio, the reactors never irradiated the environment. They shut down safely and they were removed safely. Fucking only good news. I would say at least one thing worked. At least one thing on that fucking submarine worked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then um, they found uh, over a while the conning tower just kind of like sat around for a while in like a scrapyard and someone found it. They raised some hell about it and then they turned it into a memorial for the uh, crew of the Kursk. And that is their story. That's fucking bananas, dude. Brutal. I, I know every time we have a Russian story, it's going to be 
simultaneously <laughs> interesting and devastating, like all in one and go. And just full of yeah. ridiculous full mistakes of, and of, errors. Yeah, I would say avoidable mistakes and errors, which is, you know, pretty on brand. I paraphrased like what they were like the the attempts to get the rescue sub attached to the, sh- the ship was like it was so much. They did it so many times and fucked it up over and over. It's just like, oh my god. Also not surprising at all in the slightest. That's fucking, no. dude, that's bananas. That is insane. Good job, though. And, I like, those guys who died in that last chamber, I'm like, that's almost as bad as the the guy who died upside down in the cave. Yeah, true. Oh, my God. I hope I'm never reincarnated as somebody who dies in either of those ways. Which one would you pick? Uh, pro- oh, fuck, dude. I don't yeah. know. Probably the submarine. I'm going to be honest with you. Like... Like, dying upside down in a cave is basically all my worst fears combined into one. So, I think dying in the submarine would be a bit... At least I'm with friends and, you know, people I've worked with for a long time. Well, you know, whatever. But, and (laughs) I'm not, you know, I like... I I don't know. Fucking submarine, probably. Um, I don't think I could do... Okay, but what if you're the guys who survived the initial flash fire and come back up and suffocate? You still pick those... Pick that guy? Yeah. Pick that fate? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, the cave one is Yeah, it's brutal. It's It's brutal. It's ruthless. Absolutely It wouldn't even kill him, too. Dude, yeah. suffer. Fuck, bro. I would be... I'd be like, bro, drop me a fucking cyanide tablet or something or, like, give me a gun. Let me... Let me take myself out. So, uh, you know, in honor of the Ukrainian military who has officially sponsored this podcast, (laughs) um, join the Russian Navy. Gladly. (laughs) It'll be great. I I assure you. Nothing could possibly go wrong with the Russian Navy with all the... You know, gallant stories of expertly executed training exercises and uh, well-made equipment. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. Um. Also, unrelated news saw that uh that it's a technically unattributed attack in Crimea that hit all of those naval Russian naval aviation planes. Like it destroyed like half of the ones they had. No shit. And if you remember from the Kuznetsov, they yeah. only had like. 20? Yeah, we, so, yeah. I was like, man. Planes, dude. <laughs> this fucking sucks being in that division. Yeah, you guys are fucking, you're, no, like, God does not like you. He's like. You're like watching those planes explode. You're like, yeah, yeah. we're not getting yeah. new ones. <laughs> it's going to be about 50 years before we get, where someone suggests getting new planes. But yeah, that so, was uh, that was yeah. good. About an hour and 30, so. Oh, that wasn't solid. too bad. Yeah, not terrible at all. Bad. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, We will see you guys next weekend for another episode. So we'll see you then. Be safe. Love you so much. Bye-bye.